We're back with another episode of Change Agents. Today, we're going to interview one of the dopest, most annoying, most beautiful people <laughs> in this space. But I'm Trav. This is Caleb. And, and it's your girl, Portia Marie, where dope people meet. <laughs> you cross-branding? Wait. And I'm just saying. Well, I mean, can I introduce myself? You know what? To be honest, though, I like that, because you're the first person, you're the first guest to introduce yourself. Really? You're... Okay, introduce me. No, it's great. Let's... I like big personalities. I think that's, that's part of your allure. You yeah. know? Okay, now I want to see what you got to say about me. Before we get into that, okay. and before I like get in trouble, <laughs> I would I always, first of all, I would like people to say what they want to tell the people they do. You have a whole lot of different things. I could run it down, but I want to see how you put it all in one. No, that's why I want you to put it together. I was gonna say it's it's, it's really hard to to quantify everything that you do do on uh, for real for real. Like I mean, from a director to producing to. Uh, working events to curating events to I mean modeling everything so it's, it's, PR, it's no it's no marketing like Nike model that can really explain everything fitness that she influencer. really does. Um, I know it's a lot. So you know when we when we talk about the show Change Agents, we just elated you know again to have you on the show. So excited, appreciate you coming out, spending time and talk to us. Thank you for having yeah, me. Yeah, of course, of course. And this is actually your second time here. Even yeah, it's though, my even though you forgot time. you you came. I just came from a different direction. We, you know, we big, like it's a lot of different ways. But I did do my Nike shoe 2.0 in here and it was fine. You gonna do 3.0? You gonna run it for me? Nah, I'm I'm too. <laughs> um but <laughs> let's let's jump into it. I think um we are, we're currently running campaigns on, you know, different things. And one of the things that we really wanted to highlight was women in the entertainment space. You know, not outside of, nothing's wrong with singers, but I think it's so many other different lanes that people don't think about, kids really? don't think about, women don't think about. And it's just, I love your story because, you know, me doing my research, and I've, I've been a fan for, since you did the Nike shoot. So I kind of followed your trajectory, even the stuff that you like, archive, like I know all the fitness and all of that stuff, but to see that you do PR and marketing, to see that you have your, you're a CEO of three companies? Two. Two? Technically three, because Dope People Meet is two companies. Okay, I get more money for me. See what I'm saying? So it's a podcast <laughs> and- You are, you know what I'm I it. do? Yeah. I'm on you it. You better tell me about I, myself. I don't let you miss no That's money. That's crazy. I don't let you miss I do. no money. I am the CEO of three companies, y'all. Dang, that's crazy. So, when you started this, <laughs> the question we ask everybody, when you started your career in the entertainment space, what did you see that you wanted to change? Like, what made you say, I can do this and I can do it different? Uh, somebody else just pulled up the clients. What, they lights flash? Are they finna come in? Yeah. Motherfuckers. Turn the fan on. And now you got I forget what to I gotta look at this camera. We could play it back. You know, we can do a call back. Yeah, we can I'm do good. it, yeah. Oh, so I need to look directly in the camera? Well, you don't have to, but. So just talk to them or look at the camera? Okay. Okay, okay. But if you want to. I'll be looking out, baby, you know what I mean? Because we be cutting to the wild shot. Look at them. That's your okay, babe. Who's, who's that? I don't know who that is. Stand in my face. Right. Hello? Yeah. That look good, girl. That's all it is. That's all it is, clearly. Where you from? West Memphis. Ooh, we gonna get into that. I got some, I got some, I got some roots in Memphis. Yeah, because looking in the camera gonna fuck me up, but I just need to look at y'all, right? Yeah. Okay, I'll look at y'all though. Just if you ever want to make a direct comment to the crowd, uh, like, that's your right here. Okay, bet. Okay. What happened with that? What happened with that? Huh? What? Oh, okay. He was just trying to make sure that we didn't hear nothing other than what's back there. But I mean, now they're in, they're good. I told them they need to leave, and then he just said something. You good, Sean? Josh. Josh. Can you hear the chatter in the back? Nah. Yeah, yeah, chatter. What chatter? 
Close the curtain. It'll, it'll suppress the little talk anyway. Thanks, sir. <laughs> All right, count us in. So one of the questions we always ask everybody is, when you, when you started your career, you, you knew you wanted to get into this entertainment business, what did you want to change? Like, what did you see and say, I can do that, but I can do it different? So my whole thing was like, with me and going to school in Arkansas, right? I just feel like coming to Atlanta, I had so much exposure to so much more, right? Mm. And I was like, dang, if I had the resources and the knowledge I had right now moving to Atlanta, back then I'd be so much further in my career. So initially my target audience were college students. Yeah. And then my audience just grew bigger outside of that, right? And so I was just like, you know what? Let me connect them with the people I have relationships with at these big corporate Corporations, these different entities and merge them together. So basically, I'm bringing, I'm kind of like the middleman between these brands and entities and then their targeted audience, you know, and I'm bringing it into one space. So that honestly was like my whole idea, my whole goal was basically trying to help these young, aspiring entrepreneurs, artists, creatives, whatever, come into a space where they can meet these people that they feel like they would never get to meet. Yeah. So that's was like my whole like concept and idea behind that. And I just feel like the yeah. game was missing that nobody's genuine enough to want to give out the resources or to connect the dots. Everybody went like, it's mine. I got you. Got to figure it out like I did. Get it out the mud. All that weird shit. But yeah. Or they want you to give them the credit for everything. That part. The whole time. That part. That part. Yeah. I get for that. sure. So where were you? When did you move to Atlanta? September 17, 2014. Why do you remember that specific day? It's the day before my grandmother's birthday. Gotcha. Yeah. And you, you went to school in Arkansas, and you're from Memphis, right? West Memphis. I was born in Memphis, <clears throat> Tennessee, raised in West Memphis, Arkansas. Oh, okay, gotcha. So gotcha. the yeah. bridge is the connector. I never even knew that. I never yeah. knew that either. Yeah. I know Kansas City is like that, too, because yes. Kansas City wow. has yes. Kansas City, Missouri, and then Kansas City, Kansas. Yeah, yeah or St. Louis, East St. Louis, all that, whatever. East St. Louis and Illinois. You got, yeah. you got Augusta, Georgia, then you got North Augusta, which is like South Carolina. That's crazy. Yeah, yeah. that's a lot. So yeah. <laughs> being from West Memphis, or being raised in West Memphis, mm -hmm. did y'all have, like, Rivalries between y'all? No, so, okay, so in West Memphis, it's a small town, so you did have the east side. No, I lied. You <laughs> have the west side, the north side, the south side. Yeah. Okay. That's how it was. The west side seems to be like the upper deep yeah. part, then the south, and then, you know, the north side was kind of like so-called hood, but right. in its own perspective. Right. So it's just like a little, you know. Yeah. And then what college did you go to? I went to the University of Arkansas Pine Bluff. That's nice. why I got my bachelor's in um, my bachelor's in mass communications, broadcast journalism, and then I got my master's in sports administration at Arkansas State University. Ooh, you say degrees. Degrees. <laughs> degrees, degrees, degrees. Yeah. So to take things a little step further, um, I remember a time when Instagram was like 15 second videos. Yep. Like 30 second videos. Like even back then when it was just like a strict 15 seconds, like. You was on promo videos back then. Like, this like You remember 20. that? I remember all that, yeah. That is so crazy. Yeah. I met with Garden, like, can y'all give me two seconds? You good, you good, you good, do your thing. I'm sorry. Cut. I'm sorry, y'all. You good, you good, do your thing. Oh, 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 shit, I'm sorry. I'm sorry, I'm sorry, good, I got it, good. I got it, I got it. Good. Is there a light up in here? Uh. Hi. Yeah, I, I thought you said the period, my bad. Hold on, let me see your face. Uh, I, oh, I'm sorry, y'all. Thank y'all. I appreciate y'all. Y'all so understanding. <laughs> now I'm doing this interview. What you doing? What you about to do? I'm going to get some food with some of my niggas real quick. How long you gonna be? Probably like 45 minutes. What? Oh, be up your shit like that? 
If this shit gonna be worth it, yeah, yeah, it worth it. <laughs> but nah, yeah. she she's solid though. She's solid people. Huh? She's solid. She's solid. Oh no, she's down there for shit. But she ain't got. <laughs> I'm about to say some reckless shit. <laughs> But she ain't got no bra on, no nothing. Nah. <laughs> and she's gonna go turn up. Right. Appreciate you, bro. Yeah. Yeah. All right. Think he's gonna do good? He's gonna be straight. I think it just boiled down to how busy he gonna be. Like, if, if that's even a thing. I'm so sorry, y'all. You good, you, you good. good. All right. You ready? We good. Let me see that. Okay, let's go. Yeah. I don't know. Reggie. <laughs> what Reggie went? He went to close the door. Hit that too, Reggie. Um, hey, just make sure you get levels on all three mics and shit still. Damn. You got me with question moves on? Yeah, yeah, yeah. One, two, one, two. You're good. God is good. God is great. You're good. Fuck bitches, get money. Amen. Wait. I, I thought you had a girlfriend. I do. Ooh. Oh. <laughs> Say that shit then. Put it on the gram. <laughs> I tell her that. <laughs> um, is my hair looking crazy or is it okay? Okay. As long as you do the second one, you can say the first one. Right. <laughs> right. Okay, with the game. All right, I'm sorry. Um, we rolling? You remember right, what cool. question was on? No. Oh, you want I, I, I got it, I got it, I got it. I'll feed it to you. Okay. Um, Three, two, one. I ain't really need all that, but you know, it is what it is. But um, just to jump back into <laughs> it, um, I, I really wanted to just talk about like, you know, it was a time on Instagram before Reels, before everything that we seeing right now on Instagram, like it was a time when it was like just 15 second videos and yeah. you was like, making really dope content out of that 15 second like when how do you remember but way that before, like well before that was a thing for like creators and content oh people like what was that process for you to kind of like get that started first of all how do you remember that well i mean you know we used to work together like a long time ago i think we worked on like maybe one or two projects like 2015 2016 where i think i shot something for you or like a client that you was working with and I just stayed tapped in then. And I, I, I really study people, like, you know what I'm saying? And you was one of the people that I did study just the way that you did things. Cause it's like, you know, obviously like you doing so many different things and you doing it well. And it's just like, I just applied that mindset and that perspective to what I did. So dope that's how I knew that. That's so dope. No, that's so dope because yeah. what's crazy, really me and Garden, me and Marquis Garden, yeah. Corey, however y'all know him. Yeah, yeah, the yeah. Garden. My guy, yeah. We. Literally, he's the one who helped me create that content, which is crazy. Yeah. And I literally just said to him last week when we linked, <laughs> I was like, yo, I said, if I was still doing the content I was doing when we had 15 seconds, I would be killing everybody, everybody. in the game. Yeah. And I own, I stand on that to right. this day. If right. I drop that content today, right now, go crazy. <laughs> to recap, yeah. people gonna see like, yo, you was not playing. Like yeah. my recap, my shit was so fire. Yeah. You can fuck with me. And so it's just like, when you think about, you know, people just coming in and, and creating dope content for these brands and, you know, not having all the resources, but you figuring out a way, you know, like, yeah. what was that like for you? 
Um, so my whole thing was like I was tapping into sports and entertainment, right? Yeah, yeah. So my whole concept, I had the PM effect. So some people, right. and you know about the PM effect, you was really rocking with me from yeah, the ground yeah, up, yeah. right? Uh, I remember. So the right. PM effect was a sports and entertainment outlet. So my whole thing was sports. Entertainment fell in my lap when I started interning at Radio 1, which is now Urban 1. And so pretty much like... I was just centered around like sports, really, mm. and I was more so highlighting that. So you go see those recaps. They're still on my YouTube. You go to yeah, the People Me YouTube, yeah. you will see it. Like right. it's pretty much recapping like little sports plays and stuff like that. So. Yeah. My whole concept was trying to tap into the sports arena as the analyst and as a journalist, but in a different way. Yeah. So that's the reason why I was doing the 15 second clips and I report on whatever was in the news and I put it on Instagram. Right. So that was my way of reporting. May I probably was on the field with them, but I would yeah. bring it to Instagram. Mm. So it was showing them like, okay, I'm really tapped into the game. I'll blog after each game and I'll post it the next morning. Like I was kind of like a news source, yeah. literally. And yeah. I have a book full of all that content <laughs> even to this day. Like, yeah. yeah. So you really probably, I know you probably won't take the credit for it, but you probably influenced the way people did content and the way Instagram changed how people do content. And a lot of times we don't, we don't want to take ourselves too seriously, but right. like I always tell people, these brands and these companies, they really just watching the people that's moving shit. They, right. don't, they don't know what to do. They don't have none of the sauce, so they have to wait on them the influencers, the creators to really say, okay, this is working, boom, let's go do this. Just like Instagram follow TikTok yep. and follow exactly. all these other people. They really follow us first yep. and then they take off with it and then the next company follow them. You know what, what's today? Is today Wednesday or Thursday? Today is Tuesday. Tuesday. <laughs> you ahead of your time. She busy. <laughs> <laughs> But, I'm really ahead of my time. I'm gonna I'm throw back Thursday. I'm gonna do a throwback Thursday. You gonna make me do a throwback Thursday? You gotta do that. Like you just gotta post it because it's like that's all that. good content that you still have that you can repurpose. Yep. You can use in a new way. Like and just to pick it back off what you said, like the micro influencers, they influence the influencers. Yep. You know what I'm saying? And that's what you were doing before people even knew what that was. Facts. So that that's was crazy. Almost ten years ago. Yes, <laughs> that is crazy. Yeah, so that is wild. The dope shit about that too is. Dope shit lasts. Yeah. Like, you keep saying how, how you remember that, how you remember that. You, you don't forget dope shit. Right. Like, I think a lot of people aren't being, aren't trying to do dope shit. They're trying to do what works. Yeah. They're not trying to innovate. But when you do dope shit, like, there's moments in culture, in sports, in music that no matter what you say, people are going to remember it. Like, it might be a death. Like, everybody know where they was when Michael Jackson died. Yeah. Yeah. Like, you can, so real. you can pinpoint yeah. That's so real. where you was. Yeah. But I also can pinpoint where I was the first time I heard Meek Mill, Dreams and Nightmares in the club. Or yeah. the first time I seen Trapper Die. Like, it's so many different cultural moments because dope shit lasts. Mm -hmm. And I think if people get back to saying, I'm just going to do some dope that I don't see, we'll have a, we'll have a lot better ecosystem. Agreed. So... You know, I think the events you do to get into dope people meet because that's what happened. The events you do kind of help with that, help bridge that gap where, you know, a young Caleb can meet a young Portia. Yep. And Thanks. how did, what made you say, okay, I want to be not only just the influencer and just, you know, kind of connect the college with the brands. Now it's like you're trying to connect the community. What made y'all want to start doing that? Well, so, Pretty much, I was, so nobody knows this, and this is probably my first time ever talking about this on the interview, but in Memphis, I went to Memphis, so I had, when I started the PM Effect, I had two interns mm. at Memphis, um, at, you know, they was at the University of Memphis, um, we had Alexis and what we had Amber. This? Huh? What this was, was 2014 it? when I okay. moved to Atlanta. Right. That was the year when I started everything. And I had my interns and so um, it was just, it was just crazy how everything unfolded, but long story short, I was kind of like, I utilized them as a staple to help me find like artists. So mm. kind of let actually let me fast forward to 2016. 2016 is when I really tapped into the entertainment industry and I started working with Day Day. And I was like, you know what, being on tour with him, which is a whole nother story, yeah. it made me realize like I can do this myself. I can really get my own artists, I can really curate my own thing, right? So basically, being on tour with him, going through the whole situation with management, everything, I was the only female on tour. I was running the tour, I was the tour manager, I was the tour everything. Mind you, this is my first tour, I was learning on the way, but I had to be the everything. 
team for the tour. And so that made me create the PM firm, which we'll get into yeah, later. Yeah. But pretty much with that, I was like, you know what? I was like, um, okay, I just kind of fucked up. You, you, forgot, you forgot what you was? Yeah, hold on. Hold on, hold on, hold on. Why you got You're gonna cut it, right? Yeah, we, we, yeah. we gonna cut out. Like, you not gonna cut it? <laughs> Keep going. We're going to cut you. Okay, okay. <laughs> yeah. um, hold on, hold on, hold on. It was something I was about to go into, because what was your question? It was, what made y'all start doing Dope People Meet? And then you... Yes, let me, okay. Yeah, yeah. So pretty much, I was working with these interns. I have interns at University of Memphis, and so I started tapping into the artistry at Memphis, right? Okay. And they felt like with me in Atlanta and the power and the influence I had working with these different artists, right. they was like, yo, why won't you bring this to Memphis? Memphis is missing this. The University of Memphis don't even have this. They are not cultured enough to even curate anything for artists or aspiring artists or entrepreneurs or creatives. So pretty much I started doing this DJ battle. Um, yeah, I did a DJ battle. I did two of them, actually. It was crazy. Um, I, I forgot the name of it. It was like, um, it's going to come back to me, but pretty much I did a hundred events ago. A hundred events ago. A thousand. Yeah. <laughs> a thousand. So I did two DJ like battles in Memphis. It was crazy. Um, we had some really dope like people, yeah. like students from University of Memphis. They came right. out. They was like, "Yo, keep doing this, keep doing this." So I was like, "You know what? It's about time for me to do something in Atlanta." Right. And I was just like, I was kind of nervous. I will be honest. I was a little nervous, but I'm also fearless. If you know me, you know I'm a very fearless person. Facts. Me moving to Atlanta was. Very fearless, no job, nowhere to live, but we're going to that. Yeah. But pretty much, I was like, you know what? I want to curate, but I was like, I'm not from here. Is people going to accept me? Are people going to really come out? Like, you know, mm. people don't really, you know. Yeah. It was like, people know my face, but they don't really know me for events. Yeah. So long story short, my mentor is Jason Reddy. One of my mentors is Jason Reddy. He's um, the director at ASCAP. Yeah. And so I was just like, you know what? I was like, I want to do an event. And basically, I had this wild idea to do all this stuff in an ASCAP office building. And he basically told me my idea idea was stupid. Um, the initial idea, this is before I came up with Dope People Meet. Yeah. He was like, um, my idea was stupid. He was like, it just, it's too much. Da, 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 da. I was upset. So I left his office. I got in my car. I started driving. So when I'm in the car, I'm the most creative. So I was driving. I was like, okay, what can I do? So I didn't let that defeat me. I was like, okay, well, Portia, come back with something else. You got to come back with something else because he just tried to play you. So wow. now I feel like wow. now I got to prove a point to you, now right? You got a chip. So yeah, now I got a chip on my shoulder, right? Yeah, and real. so basically I was driving around and I was like, okay, I was like, when people meet and da da da, I'm like thinking of all this stuff. And so at the time, I also had this platform called Dope New Artists, where I was hiring live artists. So I called it DNA. Yeah. Um, which was, like I said, I would, any artist from Memphis, that my interns had, artists from Atlanta, wherever, all across the world. If I found them on SoundCloud or whatever and I thought they were dope, I would highlight them on the platform. So I was like, I want to keep it in the same mm. name, but how can I make it make sense? So I was like, okay, how can I use like dope or new or artist? But I was like, okay, dope. Maybe dope will be the word we'll use. Then I was like, but I want people to meet. And I was like, dope people meet. Bet. So I went to him the next day and I was like, yo, I got it. Dope people meet. He was like, okay, I'm gonna open up the doors, don't ask me for nothing else. And that's literally how I started creating my events. So I did Dope People Meet ASCAP. It was flooded. Like, it was so many people in there, people were standing outside because it was so hot in there. That's how many people it was. Yeah. And so from there, it just expanded and it grew from there. I didn't even expect it. Like, what was so crazy, I remember my homie was like, yo, I heard it's going to be, like, get there early because it's going to be, like, at capacity. And I was thinking, like, me? Nah, nah. Like, what about me? Right, right, but, you know, right. I, he said that, but I'm not thinking it's going to be like that. Yeah. I thought it was going to be nice, but I didn't know it was going to be, like, packed out like that. Right. So it was just crazy that when we were in there in the moment and when before I knew it, like it was flooded, I was like, uh, we on to something. Yeah. And literally from there that was just like that was it. Like that was just it. I just wanted to curate an event and then from there it just came way bigger than myself. So, so like it's it's that's that's like so powerful to me. You know what I'm saying? Like going from like meeting with somebody that you admire is different. You know what I'm saying? Versus like meeting with like a stranger. Like you, yeah. you really value this person's opinion mm -hmm. and they'd be like, nah, like ain't this, ain't, this ain't it. This ain't like that, that's like the lowest point that you can be at. Yep. Facts. Like, why keep going? Like why did you keep going? Because you gotta understand, when I came to Atlanta, right? You gotta understand too, I'm the only girl. So I grew up with four boys. And so I lied to my mom and my grandma. Like they I don't know if they know that to this day. My, well, my grandmother passed, so she don't know. But 
Yeah. You know, my mom, they don't know this. I lied to them when I tried to make it seem like I had it together. I didn't have it together coming to Atlanta. I didn't have no job. I didn't have nowhere to live. Luckily for me, um, the next day, so September 17th, I was headed here. September 18th was the job fair at the um, Georgia Congress Center. Yeah. Okay. So on my way here, my homie Adam Lee, that's my dog. Um, I was giving him a shout out because on my way here, he literally was like, yo, I live in Madonna, it's far from the city, but I have a closet for you to put your clothes in and a futon for you to sleep on. Bet. I was grateful. I was like, I don't care, it's 45 minutes, whatever. I'm, I just want to get it. I'm hungry. And my whole thing was, I didn't come here to go back. You know, at the end of the day, That's I did know in the back of my mind, right, that I have a mom, I had a grandmother that loved me enough to bring, allow me back in the house. Like, right now, I have still have my pink walls with Porsche on the wall from yeah. when I was a kid. Yeah. Like, if I want to, I can go back home and be, you know, but yeah. that's not an option for that's me. That's not your destiny. I didn't right. come here to go back. Right. I, like, literally, it was to a point where I had to strategize in my head. If I was homeless, I was going to get my windows tinted, and I was going to go to a parking lot or whatever and sleep at night, go get a membership at um, not even LA Fitness. What's the other one? Planning Fitness. Planning Fitness, because yeah. it was $10, $10 a month. <laughs> I was going to get a membership, and I was going to go in there and shower every day and get on my hustle. I literally had it mapped out if I had to be homeless. I wasn't going back home. So, like, with that, like, and we only, you know, 10 minutes into this, like, episode, <laughs> for real. Like, and you shared, like, a lot of games so far, like, just that hustler mentality, that self-starter mentality. Mm -hmm. So many people, you know, so many men, you know, so many women, like they get into these rooms or they, they, they look for these opportunities and they kind of get lost and they just start mm -hmm. spinning. Right. But you didn't, you didn't let anything stop you. You just kind of kept going, you kept evolving. Mm -hmm. You went from that first tour, that first event, and just kept like growing. Like, you know what I'm saying? It's just like, what advice would you give that, you know, 19, 20, 21 year old, you know, woman that wants to work in PR, wants to work in management, wants to work in events, like what advice would you give them? Well, it's funny because like when I, whenever I went back home to church or whatever, and, and you know, they saw me moving to Atlanta and doing all these great things, right? So the pastor's like, well, you gotta speak, you know, you know, they always want you to get on the mic. And so I'll get on the mic and I honestly used to tell the kids, I was like, the parents, y'all probably about to be upset with me, but, I was like, live your life. Be fearless in anything that you do. I was like, you can't base your next like venture in life off your, what your parents think or feel like you should do. Yeah. If it was up to my mom, literally, I would be a nurse. I would be a doctor of some sort, right? But, and honestly, I wanted to be a pediatrician at one point. Mm. I wanted to be a radiologist at one point. I, actually, I wanted to be a math teacher. I really love math. That was like really my heart. Yeah. But when I realized teachers didn't make that much money, I was like, nah, they ain't gonna That's work. Huh? Never mind. It's gone. I'm just playing. I'm just playing. Relax. <laughs> but, but I really love math, so I really want to be a math teacher. So yeah. if it was up to my mom, I would be a doctor, right? But yeah. I realized, I was like, I can help people still without being in the hospital the rest of my life. I was like, I don't want to be in the hospital the rest of my life. So I just tell young kids, like, do whatever you aspire to do because you have to take care of yourself. My mom is not taking care of me right now. Yeah. So just imagine me doing something that my mom wanted me to do and I'm being having to take care of Being miserable and having to take care of myself of yeah. what she wanted me to do and not something I love. Exactly. You get what I'm saying? So many people kind of get lost in, like, their parents' dreams versus, like, exactly. what they want to do. Or their parents' fears. Right, their parents' fears. That's, that a, that, that's a whole different thing, too. Listen, my mom, for the longest didn't understand what I was doing. Right. You know, she don't, like, you gotta understand the older generation in general, period, not just my mom, they don't understand entrepreneurship like that. All they understand is something consistent, right. work nine to five, know you're gonna at least be able to pay the bills at the end of the month. <laughs> They're not used to this fearless thing, like, well, how you gonna pay your bills? They, like, they not. They're like, why, why are you even risking that? Why are you, exactly. They're not risk takers like we are now. Like My parents still have no idea, like, yeah. what we do for real. Like, you know what's crazy? <laughs> my mom, I'm, I've been trying to, like, help her understand along the way. Yeah. She kind of get a little bit more, I'll say, within, like, the past two years mm. than she ever has, but... The parents don't. They don't get it. They don't get it. And yeah. what's crazy about y'all parents, well, about y'all careers is y'all don't have, you co-own this. Yeah. So, like, now you can bring your parents here and yeah. it's different. Right. But, like, 
for 10 years, even when I was in the medical field, my job in the medical field was a job that you don't hear about. Like I repaired surgery instruments. So my dad, who worked in a tire factory my whole life, he didn't understand that. Like I was making six figures in 14 days a month. And my dad was like, yo, you don't wanna come work at Target? Like the, they hired him. And he wasn't being insulting or nothing. He just couldn't see it. And like Kanye's first album, before, fourth album before his mom died was supposed to be good ass job because that's what, that was the trajectory. You go to school, you go to college, you're not supposed to drop out. If you drop out, you go back. So now you late registration, yeah. then you get to graduation, and now you get a good ass job. That's they, that right. was their blueprint. Yeah. Right. So it wasn't until literally when, when Georgia beat, when Georgia played uh, Alabama this year in the SEC championship, my dad came here for the first time. Really? And he saw, how big it was, and we had like, we probably had like four productions going at the same yeah. time. That's like January. January, yeah. and he finally was like, you're okay. I've been, I've been okay 12 years. <laughs> but yes, that's real. He, yeah. like, but they like, can't really grasp from Tennessee. He couldn't grasp it, even, I paid my dad car off when I got my first check, my first big check. And even though I paid, I think somewhere in his mind, he was like, I don't wanna ask him where he got the money from. <laughs> like, maybe he thought I did something I wasn't supposed to do because right. he couldn't grasp my job. It wasn't until I was able to physically say, hey, this is my building. Me and my team, we, me and my partners, we do this every day. He was like, and that make how much? Okay, cool. You had who in there? Okay, cool. And it's funny because I showed him the Nike shoot and he was yeah. like, oh, you work with Nike. Now, when we, when our kids do something, we gonna see it on social media, but right. they don't, they're not from that world. So my dad ain't never, I don't care how much, I can get five billion views on a post, right. he's never gonna see it. Yeah. So, the, so they don't really get it. Yeah. Um, okay. Let's hold for a second. It's dropping out. She's sitting on it. Oh, this right. Oh, if I sit on it, it'll just fuck up? Yeah. You might be, like, snapping, pulling the plug out oh, a little bit. Come on, let's put it in my, put it right here again. Because it's definitely, like, moving back there as we go along. <clears throat> okay. Yeah, okay. Jordan, right? Yeah. She's still good? Wait, she's yeah. Still, okay, cool, 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 cool. Yeah, I look it on camera. Yeah. All right. Oh, you good, you good. Yeah, y'all good. Y'all good. Um, Mic check, one, two, one, two. Test. Mic check. One, two, one, two. Mic check, one, two, one, two. Bars. Yeah, what's up? Mic check, one, two, one, two. Big, big money, ashy feet. It's right here. Hey, just swap out the unit. Swap out the unit for another one. Ain't fucking with me. Nah, it's like it's cut in now, but see, one of these mics. I'm not thinking of any other thoughts. Yeah, you should be able to, yeah, just unplug it. Boom. Hold on, that's, that's on? Yeah. Okay, cool. Mike check one two one two. Whoa, 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 whoa. Santana's back in business. Mike check one two one two. We live. Bet. We live. Bet. All right, cool. Um. I already know what my question is. Unless you got something. No, you good, you good. You, you start. Okay. But. So, hearing all of this, um, it's one thing that, like, I love about it, right? Well, it's a lot of stuff I love about it. But, you know, not to say it don't happen, because it definitely happens. Women are definitely, like, marginalized and have a harder time getting into these rooms. But it's like miraculous because in eight years you've been in so many rooms, you've been able to do so many things. Do you feel like it's been harder because you're a woman or do you feel like you just have kicked doors down no matter what? It depends on the environment, right? Um, so what's important is how you carry yourself and how you present yourself. 
So with that being said, like right now, right, I have like this V cut. So I can walk in the room and the guy think like, oh, she probably trying to, no. So when I introduce myself, I'm going to shake your hand super hard. And then I'm always going to have my backpack. That's the four brothers. I'm always going to have my backpack. I'm going to have my backpack with my laptop in it. And I'm going to bring it out no matter if I'm working on something or not. Because I need your mental to carry into a whole other direction to think I'm an extra girl in the room. So for me, when I wa depending on the environment, most of my environment be majority men because I work in the entertainment space, I'm in the studio, whatever it might be. So I always make sure I present myself in a certain way. And that can either be intimidating to another female in the room. It could be intimidating to men in the room. Um, and sometimes men don't understand. I've literally been in the rooms running the show. And it, the guy, a guy will walk in and will not even speak to me. He'll speak to everybody else in the room and will, like... And one of them is any women. <laughs> yeah. yeah, and I'm like, hello. Yeah. Like, this is my room. Yeah, like, <laughs> hello, how are you? Like, I'm a human. Yeah. You know, regardless if I had a man or not, but you could still speak. Yeah. Like, you know... I come in courtesy, like, and maybe it's a southern thing too. Like, I'm like, if you walk in the room, you need to speak. Yeah, facts. Like, you know, um, but outside of that, also though, being a female and being an attractive woman, it can be difficult because yeah. I can get a conversation right with the top executive, but then they're trying to date me, and I was yeah. like, Tell, I don't need your date. You know, right. I don't need, I don't you need your date. That's a bar. Paying me a check. And you over here talking about this meal, like, nah, I'm good. I can pay for my own meal. Help me get to the next destination, you know? So it can be difficult depending on the environment or whatever, but I try to make sure I can control my environment. Yeah. And I make sure I'm talking to the right people so I can get into the next environment, mm. you know? Yeah. Do you think you intimidate from, uh, from like, people who know of you? Do you think people who know of you are more intimidated or more willing or just kind of understand that, all right, she ain't for play play, so let's, let's handle the business? It depends. See, the, the thing is this, I'm a people person, but I'm not for everybody. Mm. And I always say that because that's real. I'm gonna, I can intimidate a big dog. I have intimidated big dogs. That's some real shit, which is crazy to me because these be people I look up to. Yeah. Is, I promise you, it be people I look up to, and then they be acting all weird, and I'm looking like, baby girl, I want you to help me. Yeah, I ain't yeah. trying to intimidate you. Let's right. work together. Like that'd be my mindset. <clears throat> and to be honest with you, and this is on some real, like, honest to God truth. I don't compete with nobody. In my mind, I'm always competing with myself. Mm -hmm. When I do my events, I'm not going looking at somebody else's events to see how I can do their event better. Right. No, I'm trying to see how I can do my last event better than... The current one. Yeah, yeah you know what I mean? Yeah. I'm always competing with myself, yeah. and that's just where I'm at. And people don't understand that. People be so intimidated, because you got to understand I have a bold presence. Yeah. I'm loud, you know, I'm bubbly, I'm cool, I'm down to earth. People don't like Fly. that. Fly. You know. <laughs> so uh, to piggyback off that, I think you said something really important. Like I feel like for a lot of women, um, men and some women too, like they expect you to tone down yep. to fit the environment. Yep. Like speak on just like being your authentic self, being you, and letting people adjust to you. Yeah, you have to like own up to your true being, right? Because at the end of the day, you don't want to like. I hate fake stuff. Like I just hate fake stuff. Like. And for me, I don't know how to tone it down. Like, you're going to read everything in my face. Right. So I don't even know how to be Clearly. fake. You know what I mean? I just yeah. don't know how to be fake. Right. So for me, I always tell people, be your true self. Like, people going to love you or not. But you can't stop being you because other people are feeling some type of way about it. Right. Like I said, these people that I've been in rooms with that became intimidated. Like, I, I'm not about to demolish or diminish myself in a way to where it's you like... You feel comfortable. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. And, and to right. be honest, at one point I did do that like in certain environments and I realized like, it didn't feel right no it didn't feel <laughs> yeah, good because yeah. now I feel like I'm in this box right and I want to talk but I gotta be like and that shit hurt my voice. Yeah, that's a bad feeling. It's a horrible feeling. You know, so you, and like I said, as long as you're being respectful, as long as you're honoring the space that you are in, like you're respecting all boundaries or whatever, you're not disrespecting nobody, be yourself. Everybody's not going to, at the end of the day, like I said, I'm a people person, but I'm not for everybody. 
So I understand I'm going to walk in some rooms, everybody's not going to like me. Regardless how cool I am, how genuine my heart is, no matter how much I want to see them win, how much I want to see me win, everybody in the room win, everybody not going to see that. People not going to understand that. So I just feel like people got to understand, like, be yourself regardless. Like, it's, at some point, it's going to reveal itself. You ain't going to forever be able to be fake. Yeah. Like, it's no reason except in some environment, like it just is. Gotcha. Uh, another question I had, I always like to try to like reel things in and make things relatable for the people that's watching. Again, um, just for like women that's trying to get into mm -hmm. the industry that you're in and don't really know what that first step is. Like what advice would you give them to kind of get started? Well, I would say like, and I know a lot of people try to get away from the internship space, right? Yeah. But you know I love, get... I hate when people do that. I'm sorry. Everybody think they can just like jump in and do it. No, maybe. Yeah, yeah, right. You need to intern. <laughs> yeah. We intern, like, most people I yeah. know that I came up with, we intern. Right. And, be, and honestly, internships help you understand where you should be, what is your interest, and all of that. And so I say you should really enter in a space where you can really intern to be hands-on and figure out what you like and what you don't like. Yeah. You know, like, you really do have to do that because for me, I didn't just jump in this saying, oh, I'm about to do events. It didn't happen like that. Yeah. Mm -hmm. You know, it, I didn't even know I was going to enter into that space of event. That wasn't even my mindset when I started it. That's why I was like, it expanded way beyond my mm. dreams and what I wrote down on paper, mm. you know? But I say I encourage internships still to this day. And every internship ain't going to be paid. Right. Yeah. I always tell people, <laughs> I don't believe in paid internships. Me either. Because I paid to intern. And what I mean by that is, when you're, when you're a legit intern, sometimes you don't even get the person to say, hey, we have an internship program. Yep. Some per somebody might see something in you and they say, you can go with me. Yep. Right, right. But you gotta find your flight, or you gotta drive yep. there, or you got, to, you got to do whatever. One of my biggest mentors, um, we interviewed him on our first episode, his name Hovain. Hovain, and he managed everybody from Troy Ave to Tommy Hilfiger's son to not Lloyd Banks, Cameron, all these people. I met Hovain by happenstance, kinda. Like I had, you know, I had a little, um, a little access to certain things. I had a skybox in Madison Square Garden, and I invited some people there, mm -hmm. and he ended up being one of the people that came. Mm -hmm. But because we just had a natural thing, he just started inviting me places. Mind you, I didn't live in New York. I lived in Atlanta, so. He was like, yo, Black Panther premiere for the, which is full circle because Black Panther was shot in this garage. Yep. But wow. yeah. Black Panther premiere, me, Charlemagne, and his family, and my family. It's the only people going. You should come. That was a $600 ticket that I had to buy in mm -hmm. three hours to get there. I went to the premiere. I didn't speak to, like, I spoke to everybody, but I didn't, like, try to ingratiate myself. Right. Like, Charlemagne don't even show his family to the world. So I wasn't going to make myself known or do all this extra stuff. I went to the premiere. I left the premiere. I had to be to work at 8 o'clock the next morning. I slept in New Newark Airport, got on the next flight, came back, went to work for 12 hours, and then came to A3C. It was something with A3C that week. Yeah. None of that stuff I got a dime for. That's crazy. And people, <laughs> but you know what? People don't have that hustle, like, don't have that hustler mentality no more, right? People feel like you're supposed to give them everything. And it's like, baby, I don't, have, I don't owe you nothing. Because like you just said, if people understood like the things we went through, like you said, like I remember before I went on tour, I literally had like about six jobs at one point. Yeah. Before I became an entrepreneur, I had six jobs. No, I'm, I'm lying, four jobs. I have four that's, jobs. That felt like six, probably. Yeah, right, for real. <laughs> yeah. I had four jobs. I quit all them jobs thinking in my mind, too, oh, I'm about to work in the entertainment business. I'm about to be rich. No, baby. No, baby. And literally, I went on tour thinking I was about to be get, paid. Get paid. Baby, no. And I'm like, I got bills back in Atlanta. You had like, to get a per diem. <laughs> Man, look, it's so so far. It's it's, it's two two main things I just want to point out that we don't talked about so far. It's like everybody needs to have mentors. Yes. People mm -hmm. like we we've shadow, and this is probably the third or fourth episode where we really revisited this conversation about mm -hmm. mentors. Like you need mentors. With an S. Like, multiple. 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 That's why I said like, Instagram is one of yeah, my mentors. Exactly. Mm -hmm. You need a mentor for this. You need a yep. mentor for that. Like you need a mentor for just mindset. You need a mentor for your career. You need yep. a mentor 
for everything. Like, you need that. And then also the next thing is, like, sacrifice. Yep. People don't sacrifice shit no more. Nothing. And that's the issue. Like, you know, I work for free for years. You know what I'm saying? Just to break even. You still do stuff. <laughs> I moved right. to Atlanta in 2014. I didn't start making money from nothing to 2018. Right, right. From my brand. That was the, my first year making money. From mm -hmm. my brand. You get yeah. what I'm saying? Yeah. I didn't make money from the PM effect. And yeah. No, babe. Like, people don't understand. But when you say mentors, raw mentors. Yeah. People that are able and willing to be raw with you and yeah. honest and blunt. And where it cuts so deep, they'll make you cry. Yeah. But it's going to make you stronger. But you need that. Yes. You need it. And it's like, in this day and age, in 2022, like, you know, and I'm not trying to blame, you know, the younger generation. But they're afraid of that feedback. They're afraid to be told what they need to yep. know about what really what it is, because the person out there, they're not gonna give a fuck about you. And they're gonna tell you like it is. So why not get it from me? Yep, they got egos though now. They wanna fight, and it's like, baby, I'm trying to help you out. Right. <laughs> and, and this is unpopular, like, and I say a lot of unpopular shit, so it is what it is. <laughs> but I feel like, you know how they say the pendulum swings, right? I feel like advocacy has like overcorrected. So like you look at all this stuff we do, even this conversation is advocating for women to be in position, for kids to be in position. Mm -hmm. But I think because we fought so hard to remove so many obstacles, now they think it's old to them. Yep. And it's not. It's only old to you when it's take, taken from you. Not before you earn it. So it's like, I always say, you can't work for me as a, like, inside the company. Like, we can do work for hire, but you can't work for me and get salary and get paid if you wasn't willing to work for me for free. And it's Woo! not because I w don't want to pay you. I just want to know that you're here for the work. Yep. Thank you. And oh if you work God, for free, you're here so for the work. That's so good. I literally used to tell everybody that used to work for me, especially when I started the brand, I was like, if you're here for the money, you money hungry. Just leave. You got to go. <laughs> you gotta go. Because this is a growing business. Yeah. If you're not in for the long haul, literally, I swear to you, I would never forget. The one time that I think it was either 2018 or 2019, whatever year it was, it was Christmas. And I was finally able, I believe it was 2019, I was finally able to send my staff, it was like eight, ten of us total, $50 a piece. Mind you, for eight people, there's a lot of money. I, but it felt good for me as an entrepreneur to be able to give the people that work with me a Christmas gift, even though it was $50, but it made me feel good to be able to give that away, you know? And it was like, because y'all work so hard, like, here's a Christmas gift. I don't, I don't think I really even given my real friends gifts like that on Christmas, but it felt good to get my staff, right? But I told them, like, whenever I can look out for you, I'm always going to look out for you. Yeah. One thing about me, I'm very loyal. So most people that are still around or people yeah. I hired now to get paid for my events are people that was with me from the jump. And I make sure that I look out, even if it's not for me, it's for anybody else. Oh, you need a photographer? Bet, I got somebody for you. Oh, you need a chef? Bet, I got somebody for you. Yeah. You need this? I got somebody That's for you. And I always make sure that I feed back to the people that looked out for me when I was coming up. But nobody wants to work for free, and they feel like, well, I mean, I got to pay bills. Baby, I have bills to pay, too. Yeah. Or yeah. it ain't mine. This your company. That's why I don't like putting up posts like looking for because I feel like you get the wrong people. You, yes, and they're not as invested. When you have people that come to you and be like, "Hey, I see what you're doing. I would love to be a part." They're a lot more invested than people that you actually put out a post to go see. Right. Right. That's just being honest. So everybody know around me know I don't like putting up posts. I probably once in my life put up that type of post and I put it in my story. I don't even think I put it on the timeline. Like, cause I'm like, we'll see you if somebody get, like that. You gonna get the clout chases. Yeah. Um, I, I had one thing I wanted to, um, well, before I even get into my question, the fact that you had eight to 10 people working for you and you gave your last few dollars to them, like that's commendable. I got a lot of respect for that. And I love that, like for real, like you you giving your last to the people that, that was a grinded million, with that you. That was a million dollars to you. Yeah. You know that's what I'm saying? so serious. Yeah. And, and which is crazy. And I know that feeling, so go ahead. You know, yeah. just because like, and then when I be around, when I have been in different settings around people with so much more money, yeah. and they be horrible to their team. Right. 
I'd be like so confused. Don't I'm like, how it. could your heart not look out for the people that's been grinding with you? Yeah. You have the financial stability to feed these people, make sure they look out for these people. Or just be <clears throat> pleasant to these people. Yeah. Right, right. It don't cost you nothing. <laughs> Y'all, that, so your mom wants to me when a person yeah. with my amount of money that's willing to give whatever I can just to make you feel good. Right. And you feel like I'm supposed to do all this work and get nothing. Right. And you way well off than everybody around. But okay. And you talk to me like shit. What was your question though? I was just going to ask. So, like, I mean, like, I'm all for more women running businesses, owning businesses. I would love for like a woman or multiple women to run my business. Like, how can we as I would men love to have a team of women? Yes, run everything we do and let's. And, let's and I'm, 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 I'm gonna say this here, like that's not pandering. Like, women are the most loyal people on earth. Loyal, most oh loyal. When they locked in, they locked in. Fact. Men, they jump from one thing to the next because they had that curiosity. Yep. Men ain't except for papoose. Right. <laughs> Women, women though, they when they locked in, they locked in. So I just love that. And so I, I guess the question that I'm, I'm, I'm trying to get to, what, what I'm trying to say, what am I trying to say? Um, how can we as men bridge the gap so more women can be in those leadership positions? Be respectful of us, especially when you have somebody like myself that enter a room. I'm so valuable, and I feel like a lot of opportunities have been like shadowed or taken away from me because I wasn't willing to be the it girl, you know? And, the, and it's, so, it's so hurtful. Like, I remember times I've cried about it where it was like situations or conversations or meetings that were supposed to lead to another big thing and it didn't go because I wasn't willing to be the it girl. And it's just respect us. You know, allow us to like you. You, if, if it's gonna be that and it's supposed to be that, allow us to give you that. But don't come at us when you know we are really trying to work hard and just have an opportunity. In advance. Yeah. We just want an opportunity. That's being real. And, and it's funny because I literally said this one time and my homie would tell me, was like, don't say that no more. But I was like, it's honest and real. I was like, if I was ugly or fat, you would not, you wouldn't mess with me. You would allow me to do my job and do what I need to do and get the job done. But because I'm a attractive woman, right, you right. bother me. Yeah. You don't even allow me to get to the job because you so focused on the date. Yeah. You get what I'm saying? Yeah. So I say men should respect women so and allow us to be in a space so we can operate and have the opportunity to grow. Right. And if we like you, allow us to come at you. Yeah. We're going to give you a hint, yeah. but don't come so full of throttle. It throws us off. And, and my whole thing is I'm not going to be in a space where I'm uncomfortable. Right. I'm just not going to do it. I don't care how much money it is. I'm not going to be uncomfortable. Yeah. So I want to get into a quick fight because that's a great point. Um, and I also... In my last company, I had this thing where I wanted every person to have an intern or an assistant of the opposite sex. So mm. I wanted every woman to have somebody, a, bo a male to work for them. I wanted a male to have, and I wanted those people to do like focus groups. So like, say you have a male and Caleb have a woman, and then at the end of the week, we sit down and talk about how y'all treated them. Because if yeah. you leave them by themselves too long, that's when you kind of get all that stuff done. But just to switch gears a little bit, because I do want to touch a little bit more on Memphis. I got Memphis connections. My stepdad lives in Memphis. Um, and we actually have talked about wanting to do this in Memphis. I've never said that on camera. So I want to have one of these in Memphis. And I know it's a lot of politics in Memphis because, you know, kind of like what you felt when you came here. Mm -hmm. Like, I'm not from Memphis. But, you know, Memphis got everybody in the world. Like, y'all kind of transitioning into putting yourself right next to in, in competition for Atlanta for like the top in entertainment right now. CMG is going crazy. Right, facts. Um, but you being from the area, no beef, no nothing. I just want to do like quick hits, like this one or that one, or word association, which some we don't do. So I'm not going to be cliche. I'm not going to say Dolph versus Gotti because I feel like that's, right. that's drama. Uh, what I was, and just to be clear, I'm from the area. I was born and saw my birth certificates. Don't be like, oh, she from West she Memphis, from baby. West. I'm from West Memphis. I was raised in West Memphis, Arkansas. I rep it to the day I die. But I also own Memphis because that's where my mom and my family reside, period. So I just had to get that out there. Y'all heard that? Facts. Y'all heard so that? So don't come for me. Tell me she ain't from, I don't want to hear it. 
Facts. It's in there, though. Like, I can tell you being in Atlanta, but it's certain stuff you say. I'm like, yeah, that's yeah. what yeah. You hear it a little bit. Um, but Gotti or Jeezy? Gotti. Money bag or Lil Baby? Woo, baby! Gosh, do I really have to do that? You got to. Got to. Oh my gosh. I'll be I will do money back yell the service by choosing a little baby, but <laughs> gotta keep it real. You you're you're a cohabitant. You can't be unfair to us. I love them both. I can't pick both. You gotta pick one. Cause we ain't got no shots for you to take. Gosh. <laughs> That's really See, I ain't tough. like I ain't like the way you picked that Jeezy so quick, so I had to talk. <laughs> <laughs> I had to, I, but I love God, Jeezy. I love God. But what's crazy? I love Jeezy. I love Bad, and I love Baby. Like yeah. what you? Yeah. What you want me to so do? Well, I got one more after this. That's tough. Okay, little baby. Ghana or black youngster? Ooh. Ghana. That's too, I ain't gonna ask him more, cause we won. Let him, <laughs> let him but, win. okay, let me go back. Nah. Can I go back? Uh-uh. This free, my, free wide sale. This go ahead. Free wide sale. Free wide sale for sure. This is my final question, did it? Yeah. Kayla, have another question. Five, I hate asking people what they plan to do in five years or 10 years, right? Because you might, you didn't think you was gonna do events. What do you wanna change in the next five years about your industry? I want to tap into tech. Just know that. Bridging the gap with sports, entertainment, and tech. So I'm about to dive into some shit. Every year, so like, you know how everybody have New Year's resolution, yeah. right? Have birthday resolutions. I just turned 30 this year. When your birthday? So May 3rd, Taurus Gang. You was yeah, almost happy belated. You was almost. Where are you? Don't Gemini. say Gemini. You was almost Lord. with us. <laughs> <laughs> you was almost with us. Don't tell nobody that. Man. It's only great creators that's Gemini. You talking to a Gemini and a Scorpio. Scorpio. Oh. Yeah. <laughs> my daddy and my little brother is a Scorpio, but I just dealt with a male Scorpio. Like, yeah. Hey, <laughs> like, what? Uh, we no, get, we Gemini get men. Yeah, we were talking we're about that. Some ain't, some ain't right about you. Cool, but some ain't right about y'all. <laughs> What'd you think about Andre 3000? I ain't never dated him, so I don't know. <laughs> oh, so dating, so dating Gemini. I would not ever date. I might be a little. I might be a little hard today. I would never date a male Gemini ever again in my life. You can't just blame one. <laughs> Honey, I dealt with three. What's crazy? I had. You struck out three. You struck out on three. My, now this is the crazy part. I dealt with two on a personal level, one on business. She's so high, she about to come out the chair. You said she like. <laughs> I'm <laughs> sick of these. <laughs> <laughs> oh Listen, man. No, I'm telling. That's how you know it's bad. I dealt with two on personal, one on business, and it was not good. I'm telling you. I think y'all make great, what's crazy, I have the, my closest homegirls are Gemini females, Gemini which women is different. Nuts. Yeah. But they're different because they're my friends, I ain't dating them. Men, I just, no, I can't. I just can't. I lied, I got one more question. Go ahead, go ahead, go ahead. Go ahead. Who's your mark? Wait, what was our question when we went to the signs? What was the question? No, it was what you wanted to change, and then we just kind of... You said your birthday. You said your birthday. Oh, let me go into that. So, how people have New Year's resolution, I have a... uh, Or a New Year's resolution or whatever. I use my birthday. That's when my New Year starts over. It don't start over January 1st. It starts May 3rd. Okay. And so, every year, I ask God to redirect me or direct me in a new space or where I can expand, um, use my creative ability and intellect to expand the brand and mm. make more money. Mm-hmm. And so I've really been like in my head, like, okay, tech, tech, tech. So now I'm really having to like get myself deep into it. Beyond just saying it, actually now studying it, studying and doing the work. Mm-hmm. So like when I came up with dope people meet, when I thought it like that was 2018. And so May 4th, the day after my birthday, is when I asked God for that vision. And I had my first Dope People Meet experience June 26, 2008. I'm sorry, I said, yeah, June 26, 2018. Mm. So you get what I'm saying? Yeah. Today is like, let's see, today is July 19th, whatever. You know, it's like a couple of days <laughs> later than June 26th. But you're going to get it. And I'm going to get it. Your birthday is exactly a month, uh, exactly one month before mine. 
But I'm older than you. How but you? who? I'm 34. Okay. Who's your mark? Like, who's your bar? Who do you look at and say, that's where I'm going? Or that's the person that gets your inspiration going? Nobody. Mm-mm. I used to have somebody, but I won't say their name. I feel you. That's real. I respect that. That's yeah, right. I used to, yeah. yeah. The name ain't, it's kind of respected, not respected anymore. Yeah. Which kind of had me kind of like uh, off balance, like, damn. Have you met him? Yes. Was it bad when you met him? It was good. Oh. Well. It was cool. But it's like that public perception the is public like so perception. off to and where it ain't even worth mentioning. I don't want that perception of I myself. So yeah. that's, 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 that's real. why I don't want to say the name. You want to tell me off camera? But I'll tell you off camera. Okay. But the beauty in the person, regardless of what the media try to say and that I did admire and love, is when you say their name is well respected and people going to show up and show out for that person. Because it's just a respected name and brand. It, and, and the other thing is a mystery behind the person. Everybody's trying to figure out, well, what do they do? What does she do? What do right, they, right, right. Everybody's trying to figure it, it out. And with me, I feel like it's a mystery with me. If you know me, you kind of know. I still feel like you kind of still don't know. I yeah. know who it is. But do you? I bet you. I bet you do too. <laughs> <laughs> uh, but it's a mystery. And I, yeah. and I feel like, so for me... Um, that's why I say it goes back to though the reality is I don't compare myself to nobody even that person I don't go on the Instagram. I probably see that Instagram maybe like five ten times a year mm. I don't even see that Instagram like that. I don't come on my timeline like that. Yeah, it's the difference between admiration and comparison Yeah, I can admire somebody. I mostly admire people that I don't want to do what they do I'm gonna tell you who inspired me though and it's gonna be kind of cliche whatever but Beyonce, I'm gonna tell you, you know when she did the homecoming? Mm-hmm. That documentary was so inspiring. Fire. And I'm gonna tell you why it was inspiring. Because like outside of being a woman in fitness and all that type of stuff, but the fact that she showcased a vulnerable moment of herself as a woman and showing that yes, I have money, but I don't have to go get surgery and all this stuff. I'm gonna show you that I can really get it out of the mud. And I'm gonna show you this journey. I'm gonna show you what it's like to be a mother and still be a hard worker and still build this empire and still have my partner beside me and killing shit with me. Like that whole documentary, every time I watch it, it just give me like some type of fire behind my life. A new inspiration. Yeah, it give me inspiration. It made me want to go harder every single time. Mm. And it's because outside of her partner, she has built her own stable. She's mm. built her own empire and together they are so powerful. And so that's somebody that I feel like I just admire. Right. And just the creativity and the willing to be fearless. When she did that HBCU tribute, right. they weren't ready for that. They weren't. <laughs> they wasn't ready for that. They're never ready for what she do. Always, They're never ready. I always say I, but I don't trust was, women who don't like Beyonce. You said what? I don't trust women who don't like Beyonce. Oh, yeah, because they hate. Like, you don't have to be a Beyonce stan. You don't, hate you don't have to think she the best whatever. Exactly. But if you don't like Beyonce, if you got a disdain for Beyonce, you I, I can't trust you. You're a pure hater. For real. So, <clears throat> last question I had. Um, like, we talk about, like, the high moments all the time. Like, the happy moments. Like, the the moments where everything's good or you just, like, did this that was really dope or you just did that. But, you know, throughout your entire career, like, what was that lowest moment like for you? And how did you kind of, like, pivot out of that? Like, what was that change like? Like, so just talking about that moment and then talking about the change that that it took to kind of get to the next level. To be real, I don't feel like I had a low moment in my career. Yeah. And I'm going to tell you why. Mm -hmm. Um, Because what I'm about to talk about was... Some people will say it's the lowest moment. Right. It wasn't. It was a powerful moment for me. Right. I took my account to zero dollars three times in 2018 when I started my brand. Nobody knew. Literally, I remember one day when my account went to zero dollars and I stepped out that night and I looked like I had a million dollars in my pocket. And the reason why is because in those moments, I was fearless enough and I trust God enough to the point where I was like, I'm about to risk it all for my brand, for something that I believe in a thousand percent, because I know I'm getting back tenfold. And literally, I felt like, and people probably think I'm playing, but I promise you, when I had zero dollars in my account, I feel like I had a million. No cap. And the least amount, I think the most time I went without any money in my account with zero dollars was like three days. Some, some way, somehow, somebody called me like, can you do a sponsorship deck? Can you do this? Can you do that? 
and literally like money just like fell right back into yeah. my lap. Yeah. So right. those are moments people will consider low, but it wasn't a low moment for me. Yeah. Cause I didn't treat it like a low moment. I treat it like, oh, no, this is my baby. I'm putting everything I got into this. Yeah. And what you specifically talking about, so everybody knows, is manifestation. Yeah. You manifested your way out of that situation. Yep. Regardless of what it is on paper. Yep. Like, you found a way. And that's how you started getting those calls. We talk about, like, Law of Attraction. Yep. And the book, The Secret. Like, that's what that is in real time. Yep. So, so how is it? If you didn't go broke doing it, you didn't love it? At all. I don't care what it is. If you didn't go at broke all. in your relationship at some point, like, it's been times where, like, I know my girl at that time wanted this. And I know I got a check coming Friday. So yeah, I might have to empty it out on Wednesday. <clears throat> it's been plenty of times where we don't have this and it was like, bro, we gotta, we gotta go shake something. And then the next day, Chris Brown call, or the next day, Nike call, or the next day, something call. And it's like, bam, we got 5,000 to go build out whatever the next dream is. Then next day, 20,000 come. 30,000 yep. come, and then you might have to spend 40,000. But yep. it, 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 it goes like that. And if yep. you don't show up on the days where you don't have it, the yep. same way you show up on the days where you do have it, one day you're never gonna have it again. Facts. So. And it's crazy, because even in that space, right, I remember having people was like, well, maybe you should go back home. Anybody that was like, I should go I back home, I cut them off. Can't talk yeah. to them. Yeah. I literally cut them off. Because you're not like, seeing I what like, I can why? see. <laughs> you're not seeing what I see. Yeah. Why would you tell me that when you know the option is not to go back home? Right, right. You can't think in the mindset of, oh, my parents love me. I can go back home and sleep in my bed. No. I ain't going like, back home. <laughs> And, and what's crazy, and I'll leave it with this, before I moved to Atlanta, I had this blackboard. So I called myself trying to create a vision board, right? Yeah. Literally the only thing, and I still have it at home. So if I, when I go back home and visit my mom for her birthday, I'm going to take a picture of this board. Literally all that I wrote on there in this in gold, it says the PM. And literally since I've been in Atlanta, I built everything from the PM, which stands for Portia Marie, my name. The PM effect, the PM firm, dope people meet, DPM. Everything stems from my name. I built everything from my name. And that's the only thing that's on their board, literally. Like, when I go home, I'm going to take a picture and send it to y'all. Y'all be like, wow, this is crazy. And I built everything from that. That's amazing. Everything. Money bag going to be waiting on you when you get home. <laughs> <laughs> but no, nah, man, that was a great episode, man. We could talk for hours. But, you know, you super dope. I'm not saying that because you're here. Like, I'm a fan. Thank you. And, you know, I'm more of a fan now because I feel like, I got to know you better. Mm -hmm. But one thing I'm a fan of is people caring about what they do. I don't care what it is. I might not like what you do. If you care about it, I'm a fan of that because so many people are doing stuff they don't care about. So, you know, that's my final words. I wish you nothing but success. I know it's going to happen anyway because you're a killer. Caleb? Uh, I was just going to say, um, if you could just shout out just some of your brands and some more things that you do. All you 19 know what I'm saying? Of them. Like, let's just go ahead and talk <laughs> about that. Like, yeah. So yes, we have the PM Firm, which is, so we have the PM Firm, it's a boutique entertainment marketing company based out of Atlanta, Georgia. Yep. It stems from PR, management, marketing, et cetera. And then we also have Dope People Meet. It's an event curation platform where creatives meet. We also have the Dope People Meet podcast. And one thing I love about the podcast, and I feel like this is a podcast setting, is that I built that during the pandemic. So this goes back to getting it out the mud and figuring out a way, even when the world is shut down. So I created the podcast because we wasn't able to touch the people in person. I wasn't able to do this next to you, but it's okay because I'm going to talk to the people for you through the podcast. So mm -hmm. we still was meeting with these dope entities and these dope people, and but now you're listening or meeting them through my lens and through my conversation. So those are my babies. Support my babies, dopepeoplemeet.com, pmfirminc.com. Follow me, your girl, Portia Marie, at P-O-R-C-H-I-A. Make sure you spell it right because it's French, okay? M-A-R-I-E. <laughs> but yeah, follow me. Follow my brands. Like, support us. Support young black entrepreneurs, especially all of us getting yes. it out the mud and, yep. you know, just trying to make a way out of yep. no way. Facts. Cool. <laughs> Change ages. We out, baby. Let's get it. Rap. Bam. Karen Silver. Cool. Yes. <laughs> <laughs>